Worried about the cost of senior living? CarePartner Senior Living's pricing helps preserve your wealth. If you do exhaust your resources, we accept Medicaid and you won't have to move. CarePartner Senior Living has 15 vibrant communities in Western Washington and Spokane, offering high-quality yet affordable independent assisted living and memory care options. Stretch your assets, preserve your estate, and never worry about moving. That's peace of mind and a CarePartner's living difference. Visit carepartnersliving.com. The following podcast is provided by an approved senior care provider on the Answers for Elders radio network. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders radio. And we are here with the wonderful elder law attorney here in Washington State, Mr. Philip George. And he is based not only out of Whatcom County, yes, but he is licensed to practice all over the state of Washington, and he's as close as your computer Zoom screen. And we love talking to him today because we're talking about all the things that we all, whether you're 46 or 76, need to start thinking about. Um, retirement comes up really soon. And I know that for me turning 65, there were a lot of different things happening for me as I was, you know, as I start to enter my senior years myself. And so looking at, and Phil, we, we talked about in our last segment about you know, why it's important to set up goals, but we didn't really talk about the goals themselves. Would you um, kind of give us a little expansion on that topic? Sure, absolutely. So as an elder law attorney, as I was saying in the last segment, part of what we do is help people once a crisis is already hit. Mm -hmm. so if somebody needs to access Medicaid or they need to access mm -hmm. VA aid and attendance to help with these just astronomical costs that come along with, with needing long-term care. And so what we're trying to do when we develop these plans is, is avoid that type of crisis in the first place, really help your family so that they've got everything laid out for them. So when I talk to people about, about setting up their retirement plan, the reason that it's important to have goals is so that you can really form a direction so that you can know what you're driving towards. And it, what it does is it helps people articulate their needs. Absolutely. In a yeah, so, so I can kind of capture everything mm -hmm. as, 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 you know, people, mm -hmm. people's situations change and their family dynamics change. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what's, what's kind of funny, Suzanne? Um, the goals that people have when I talk to families, and I've been talking to them for years about this now, there are three primary goals that families have when they talk about this type of planning. And it boils down to, boils down to these things. One, they don't want to end up running out of money, either due to uncovered long-term care costs or mm -hmm. estate taxes or something else. Um, the second is usually that they don't want to be forced into institutional care against their wishes. And mm -hmm. the third, almost invariably, is that they don't want to become a burden on their family. Mm -hmm. Or also a part of that is I don't want my family to just start fighting like cats and dogs if something happens to me. Mm -hmm. And these are things that we can really help your family with. We can help you Absolutely. with all of those things. We just have to get in and set up this type of planning early. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of things that you're saying are, you know, this is the optimal goal for everyone, but it always, but usually it doesn't turn out the way you think it's going to, sadly. And, you know, there's always things that will throw in your, in your path. And somebody like you that already has the plan, you have an ability then to foresee when changes happen. I know, you know, for example, uh, you know, mom may have Alzheimer's and dad's taking care of her. 
-hmm. But all of a sudden, dad, who's been taking care of mom, you think mom's going to die first. And so you set mom up in like a special needs trust or something like that. So dad doesn't lose the house, right? And with medical care, which is, you know, pretty common or things like that, that has to happen. But here's the challenge with that is what if dad dies? So those are things that, that somebody like you can help with a lot of the safeguards that, you know, presumptions may happen. Um, I'm also was aware not too long ago, some statistics that blew me away that close to 50% of seniors that are in long-term care are actually um, being subsidized by Medicaid. Yes. And that tells me a lot about, you know, the fact that most, many of us Mm-hmm. We'll run out of money. We're going to, and, and we're living longer and longer and longer and longer lives. Absolutely. So, you know, when we look at like the baby boomer generation, that mm-hmm. figure is likely to go up even higher. I oh. mean, are you, I'm assuming that that would be the case, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely would. And you know, the real shame of, of it is that if, if I have a married couple, if a married couple comes to me, one of them has dementia, I can, I can move assets around and I can mm-hmm. get that sick spouse onto Medicaid, usually in the space yeah. of about three months. And I can save virtually 100% of that couple's estate. Isn't that so important? It really is. It really is. The saddest day is always when I'll get, I'll get a couple, they'll come in and they'll say to me, oh, Phil, this is a great day. We finally gave away all of our assets. Now we're cool. <laughs> doesn't that just make your skin crawl yeah that uh medicaid's gonna have a heat field day on that one. Oh my goodness absolutely and you could have avoided it all just by by sitting down and having a a, you know a brief conversation even with people even with single people it's a little bit harder but i always tell people even with single people i am almost always able to say that the very least half of your estate just by using the same rules that have been out there forever about medicaid a lot of the same rules that very wealthy people use to move money around to avoid estate taxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. You know, I, there's, there's a stigma that comes with Medicaid. There really is where people think that, that Medicaid is, is a welfare program or something along those lines. And, and I really have to tell you folks that it's, it's not, it's not that yeah. way. It was never intended to impoverish people to, mm-hmm. to get onto Medicaid. It's something you've been paying into your, your entire working careers and so what I would say is that it really would behoove you and your family to take advantage of it if you can, mm-hmm. because those costs, those long-term care costs, well, I think the average in Washington is a little bit over $10,000 a month for nursing home care. Yeah. It's just ridiculous how expensive these things are. Not to mention, uh, you know, medical bills and, and um, who knows what's going to happen in the future on, yes. you know, healthcare uh, scenarios. It's just really overwhelming. And so certainly... Um, you know, that is a key issue. Um, also, a lot of families don't realize that if you, I believe it's if you served one day during wartime in the military, um, you qualify, providing you meet certain criteria. Yes. I think it's under, what is it, $130,000 in assets? Is that what the number is? See, I'm not the expert here. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. Um, when it comes to the, the so, there are two different governmental organizations that help people pay yes. for long-term care. One is one is Medicaid, and we just talked about mm-hmm. that. Got to get down to two thousand dollars, but that's just moving assets around. That's entirely possible. The other is the VA aid and attendance pension, mm-hmm. and with VA aid and attendance. 
The hard part about that is they give you a, they kind of give you a rough number to shoot for. Um, there it's, it's not a, it's not a hard number that you have mm-hmm. to, that you have to get to. And it is, it's about $133,000. Um, it's, it's easier to get folks on to VA aid and attendance than it is to get people onto Medicaid, obviously, because the dollar amounts are higher. Sure. Um, the issue with the VA that I have is that the VA payments themselves are limited. They're right around $2,300 right now for a sick veteran. Mm-hmm. And a sick spouse can get up to about $1,200 per month. Right, right. Um, so I usually use them in conjunction with each other. Uh, I, can't, don't you still get your social security on top of it though? Yes, you do. You absolutely Where with Medicaid, they take, take all it. but about 50 bucks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. With Medicaid, they, they expect you to pay every little bit of your income first, and then they will pay the difference. Correct. VA in attendance, it's basically just a direct deposit into your mm-hmm. account, and then mm-hmm. you're required to pay the caregiver or the house that you're, the place you're staying. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and I know with aid and attendance, I believe you have to have uh, meet two of the seven, what we call activities of daily living mm-hmm. needs. Um, so, you know, there are criterias for um, aid and attendance benefits, but, and certainly working with you, um, you can help families go the right direction, depending on what that happens. But so many of our seniors today likely qualify. And the other question that I have, and you can probably answer this is what if that spouse has passed away, but they served in the military? Excellent question. If, if the veteran spouse has passed away, the surviving spouse can still apply for those benefits. They can right. still apply and get those benefits. So that's something that, um, and again, I run into an issue where a lot of times people feel hesitant to try to apply for them mm-hmm. and believe that that's not the case. This is something that your spouse has earned mm-hmm. by serving in the armed forces. Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. 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 And, and then just really to, to come in, I, you know, you obviously help families monitor because things change. Is that yeah. right? So do you find that goals change? Absolutely. Well, I would say that the overarching goals don't change uh, unless something drastic ha- happens within the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden, uh, let's say a child ends up becoming dependent upon uh, drugs or alcohol or something, mm-hmm. then the family's plan really changes. Sure. Um, what I find more often is that the overall plan will stay the same. My job becomes once people sign up and once we've created a plan for them, my job is to stay in touch as the, as the environment changes around their plan. Absolutely. So Absolutely. As the laws change, as it looks like um, there might be legislation that's coming down the pike that might end up, you know, affecting what it was that we've done mm-hmm. as new options come up that might help them achieve, achieve their goals better. As those types of changes occur in the environment around them, it's my job then to introduce them to those to see if now they want to go in and tweak things a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And certainly um, we want to make sure that, you know, that they're, that the goals are, matching and for what a family's values are, what they want according to their wishes. And so obviously you help to t- help them determine those in your seminars. Tell us a little bit about your, um, your seminars. 
Absolutely. And so uh, we'd like I said, on a monthly basis, we do uh, estate and retirement planning seminars. And what I do is I talk to people about a new way to really uh, uh, approach retirement planning. And one, it's really about looking at things from more than just a legal perspective. Mm-hmm. I think what what's really goes wrong a lot of times with people when they are doing their planning is they will just kind of plan in silos for their legal. Right. They'll just make a will and a power of attorney. For their housing thoughts, they'll just say, okay, I just want to have a home that's paid for and no mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, for their health care, it's just I want to make sure I'm on Medicare. And what, it, what happens is when you plan like that, um, nothing really communicates. So you, the legal plan that you have set up doesn't, doesn't coincide with your housing plan. Sure. It doesn't make sense. Um, right. I'll, have, I'll have people call me and say, I want to stay in my home until the very end. And you know, I say, well, you live in a beautiful five-story home. You know, how possible is that, right? So that kind right. of planning, being able to being able to think about all of those different nuances, and sometimes it is just bringing in an outside party, mm-hmm. really Fabulous. helps attain those goals. Fabulous. And how do we reach you, Phil? You can reach me at three. You can call me on the phone three six zero seven four six seven one six nine, or you can reach me at www.safeharborlegalsolutions.com, and you can always see me on Zoom. Well, we're very excited to have you here on the show and Phil will be back in the next segment and we're going to talk about, so why do estate plans fail? Um, What are the things that you may be doing that may be a recipe for just a disaster down the road? And so we're going to talk a little bit about those things in our next segment when Phil comes back right after this. We at Answers for Elders, thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. You've worked all your life, often serving others. Is it time for someone else to do the work for you? Hi, I'm Colette with Care Partner Senior Living. Our job at Care Partners is to serve our residents. No longer will you need to prepare meals, do housekeeping, or plan social events. Care Partners provides the setting for new relationships and plan social events without you doing the work. We manage and provide daily care needs to help you thrive in your senior years. Care Partners has 15 vibrant communities throughout Western Washington and Spokane, providing independent, assisted living, and memory care services at extremely affordable pricing. And if you ever run out of funds and need to convert to Medicaid, you will never be asked to move. Care Partners is the best choice for senior living, and we love working for our residents. Stretch your assets, preserve your estate, and let us do the work so you can do the relaxing. That's the Care Partners experience. Visit carepartnersliving.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.